welcome again. I'm so thankful that you're here and what a joy I have to introduce to you our special guest preacher this morning. I welcome to Dawson this morning, Reverend Paul Masiza. Uh, Reverend Paul is a native of Pretoria, South Africa, where for the last 20 years he has served as the pastor of Salem Peniel Baptist Church in Pretoria. He's the founding pastor concurrently over the last five years to him serving as pastor there in Pretoria. He has served as the president of the Baptist World Alliance. For those of you that don't know, the Baptist World Alliance is over 100 years old, and it exists for a fourfold mission to be able to unite Baptists together across different Baptist denominations, to be able to promote world evangelism and missions, to be able to work for religious liberty, and to be able to meet human needs for the sake of the gospel. The Baptist World Alliance extends across 125 countries, 239 different Baptist denominations, over approximately 170,000 churches. What a joy it is to have Reverend Paul with us here in Birmingham. Uh, Many of you know Dr. Terry and Dr. Pat. Uh, Dr. Terry's work at Sanford University and his connection with the Baptist World Alliance gave us the opportunity as Pastor Paul is here in Birmingham to be able to speak at Sanford and Chapel and a variety of other settings to be able to have him share with us in our three services here. He was saved as a teenager in Victoria. As a believer, he was called into the educational field, so he served as a professor and then the founding uh, principal and the founding uh, dean of the Baptist Convention College in Johannesburg. He's the husband of his wife, Sana, 34 years, and the proud father of three sons. As we were driving over here, he, he has adult sons, so I was, I was ge- getting uh, a lot of uh, insight from him. I was trying to get some wisdom from him. Help me raise our three sons in a way. And so we're so privileged to have you with us and are so thankful for your ministry and a myriad of ways that have a worldwide impact. So, Dawson, would you join me in welcoming him to us this morning? Thank you. Pastor David, thank you once again for the kind words of welcome and introduction. Um, I greet you this morning, my beloved sisters and brothers, in the name that is above every name, matchless name of our Savior, our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, that before the Bible says, before that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is indeed the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. We are blessed to belong to that name. We, we are excited to belong to that name. Uh, the name that is high in heaven, here on earth, the Bible says even under the earth, where the dark world exists, the name of Jesus is greater than all other names. Amen. I know you're not used to say amen. I I know that in your heart you're saying amen. (laughs) 
But I, I am truly blessed and I'm truly honored to be here um, today. Uh, and, and I said to Pastor David this morning that I don't take this for granted and Pastor, thank you for having me. Thank you for welcoming me. Thank you for the opportunity for this wonderful worship experience. I, 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 I am blessed and I'm taking um, your love and, 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 and great music um, back home to South Africa, all over the world where I'll be traveling for the next six months. And I'm bringing greetings on behalf of the Baptist World Alliance, a fellowship of Baptists all around the world, as pastors explain. 125 countries and uh, just came from Indonesia, from Papua, and how they describe it to me, they said, Pastor, you know, Indonesia is predominantly a Muslim country, but we have this area which we call it a Christian belt, a Bible belt. And I came there, and what challenged me, they took me to a village where actually the first Baptist church was planted. And they showed me as we flew over that village, showed all the church buildings that you saw, all of them are Baptist. And I said, God, we, we are blessed to be part of that great mission work. And may you help us even in this 21st century not to depart from preaching the gospel, not to depart from going out into the whole world so that our Christianity will not end with the area where we are, but will reach out to the world. And thank you, Brad, for leading us in prayer to remember Christians all around the world. The Baptist World Alliance enable us to network with Christians around the world, Christians in Syria. Sometimes I'm taken by surprise when I meet some of these beloved believers. We were in Turkey 2014 when I first met Christians from Syria and Christians from Baghdad, from from. Iraq, and these are Baptist believers. And every time I ask them, how do you continue to survive, serve the Lord in what I see from my context as a very difficult country? And they beaming with joy. To them, it's just normal to serve God under those difficult conditions. But one thing I realized that it is then become my duty to pray for them remember them, that they will continue to serve God. Some of us, we, we take it for granted. You carry your Bible freely to go and worship God and to talk about Jesus, but there are fellow believers who can't do that. They have to hide in order to, to worship God. And, and, and as the World Alliance family, it, it, it's a great honor and a blessing to be part of that community, to join hands with them and to be part of their lives, praying for them and also extending in God, the way that God helps us resources to make sure that those ministries continue. And I'm saying to Dawson family, Dawson Memorial family, you're part of that. Continue to pray for us, continue to pray, continue to link with the world because we know that this is what the Lord said, that this gospel shall be preached to all the nations. And that is our duty. 
And I, I know that your heart is there with them and that you'll continue to join hands and to be part of this great fellowship. And to my friends and, and, and to beloved sister and brother Pat and brother Bob, thank you for being the Baptist Wealth Alliance ambassadors. Um, and we are blessed by your work that you would all continue to serve the Lord. And I bring you greetings from my family. And um, it's almost now after seven, it's to eight in the evening. Uh, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> so you will forgive me if I sleep while talking. <laughs> it's because my body tells me it's time to go to bed. But I trust the Lord that I'll be able to stay awake and, and to give God's word. Um, I, I come from Pretoria, Peniel Salem Baptist Church, a fairly new church, started in 2001. And we are in a mode of celebration. For the past 18 years, we worship in a community hall with all the stringent restrictions. Someday you would come in and find the gates locked. And sometime we come in, we find out it has been double booked. And uh, we had to go and look for another place to worship. But this past year in December, there's a congregation that has approached us and they offered their building for us to purchase. And, and I'm praying that God will enable us. Now we have a home. Now we, we understand what you enjoy. Uh, we had to do everything in a rush because after us, another church service will be coming in and, you know, packing the chairs every day and unpacking everything. It was just difficult. I felt sorry for my three boys, three sons, because every day they had to pack the truck full of chairs, drive to church, unpack them back home, pack the instruments, and but God finally gave us the rest. And we, we thank God for that. And please join us in prayers as we seek God's help to make sure that we purchase and pay that building that uh, has been made available to us at Peniel Salem Baptist Church. Now let us turn to God's word. Um, we, we read this morning, um, and we're going to still continue from the text, the book of Luke chapter 5, um, we're reading verses 1 to 11. I'm reading from the New International Version, reading starting from verse 1, it says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. 
When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep waters and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a great large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of David, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. For they had pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. May God bless the reading of the word. Father, this is your word, and I pray once more, O God, I humble myself at the foot of the cross. Cover me, fill me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. May I speak as thou hast proposed and desired. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Um, let me share with you quickly from the subject here, a divine appointment, an appointment that God had uh, with Simon Peter. You know, uh, an appointment where God was going to meet with Peter by hook or crook. You know, uh, I was saying, I'm saying that, you know, the word appointment is something that we're familiar with. Huh? We get appointments, and sometimes these appointments, we rate them. There are those appointments that we put them as special, Ordinary and not special. And some we find the ways of giving excuses and we even not tell the truth why we want to avoid because this appointment is not special, it's not important. But here I'm talking about an appointment where we do not have a choice. When you say you don't want to honor that appointment, you will be dragged to that appointment. Everything will come to the stop for you to honor that appointment. And this is a divine appointment. And in this case, it was an appointment for Simon Peter. And I know that God has an appointment for all of us. I had a time, in a moment when God had an appointment with me and for me. Try to postpone, you try to avoid, but you find yourself one day kneeling there and on your face, crying and saying, God, here am I. Simon Peter had earlier met Jesus. When Jesus came to his house and Simon Peter's mother-in-law was not well, and Jesus prayed for the mother-in-law and she got healed, but that did not mean anything to Peter. But God wanted this man because in God's plan, this Simon Peter, this Peter, this man is an apostle, but this man should lead the church. And Peter does not know. Peter thinks he is just a fisherman. And some of us, we don't know how, what God has for us, and God wants to use us. We may not become preachers of the word in a sense of the preacher, pastor, but 
we need to impact somebody's life and God wants to use us. But before God can use you, God has to reveal Jesus into your life. You have to know his son, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, buried, and raised from the dead. You have to know Jesus Christ for yourself. And Peter didn't know this Jesus. Peter thought, I'm just a Jew, a Galilean, and a fisherman. But God says, Peter, you are more than that. Some of us, we're just happy to be church members. But God wants us to be more than just a church member. God wants us to become his disciples, to serve. Not only to serve your church, but wherever we are, in our workplace, in our communities. There are people who will know Jesus just because of you. And here is Peter, who was not even no concerned about Jesus. But when you're running away from God, even unknowingly so, God is going to catch up with you. God has to meddle up with Peter's business because Peter was all caught up in his routine. Wake up every morning, go to the Sea of Galilee, this is the Lake of Genesaret, catch the fish and come back home, go sell it. And God said the only way to get hold of this man is just to interrupt his life. Get and put a stop to this routine. Have him pay attention to me. And how did God do that? One night when Peter was going to fish in the place that he knew very well, God accompanied him. And you wouldn't tell Peter about that lake of Galilee, that sea of Genesis. Peter knew it. He knew where to find the catfish, where you'd find the tilapia, where you'd find the salmon. He knew where to fish in order to get. But that night, God said, Peter, I am going to go fishing with you. And Peter didn't know. And this is my own imagination. That whenever Peter will put the net to the right, God will tell the fish, get away from that net. <laughs> Try left, and God said, away. He went back and forth that whole night. That lake was empty, fishless. But Peter knows that it is not true. That, fish, that lake must have fish. There's something wrong. There's something I'm missing. He didn't know that the following morning, there's a special guest who's going to be at the lake by the shore of the lake of Genesaret. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. And when he will be there that morning, God the Father wanted Peter to meet his son. And Peter didn't know. So Peter got a disappointment with a purpose. This was not a disappointment that was orchestrated by hell. The devil had nothing to do with it. Demons had nothing to do with it. This was a disappointment that was divine. You know, as Christians, 
every time we have these disappointments, these interruptions, we are quick to say, devil, get out of my way. Let me tell you, sometimes you just say, devil, get out of my way, and it is nothing to do with him. Now, a friend of mine told me a story and said one day, somebody was just walking around, and they found the devil sitting under the tree, weeping, crying. Crying. He said, you, out of all people, you, Mr. Devil, crying? What's wrong? He said, I am tired of these Christians who are blaming everything on me. <laughs> Some stuff I did not do, but they will always say, devil, get out of my way. Please tell them to leave me alone. Well, we won't leave him alone. He is our enemy. But let me say this morning that some of the things that are disappointments which happen in our lives are not orchestrated by him. It is God who wants to get your attention. You are too busy with yourself when God has an agenda for your life. And therefore God has to interrupt and God has to put a stop to Peter catching fish and Peter does not even acknowledge that that very fish was created by God. He saw that as a business. But God was saying, Peter, you are just more than a fisherman. And that night, that night, Peter caught nothing. But the good thing is that when Peter, oh, didn't catch anything, oh, he was there by the shore. And for sure, for sure, that morning, Jesus came. And of all the boats that were there, that sure that morning Jesus chose the boat of disappointment the empty boat the boat of Peter he could have taken John's boat he could have taken any other boat but Jesus because he wanted Peter to listen to the sermon to wait until the church is over sometimes and I know when I was trying to run away from God I'll give experience excuses why and sometimes i'll feel like the preacher is wasting time he should talk too fast because i have something to do but jesus that day sat on that boat and peter was asking himself is if this man is truly a prophet he would know that that boat has bad luck couldn't get any fish and jesus says peter don't worry your disappointment is your appointment with me. And when he had finished preaching, I mean, finished teaching the people the word, he then turned to Peter. He knew that that Pope belonged to Peter. Nobody needed to tell him because we know that the same Jesus who came to the tree and looked up and said, Zacchaeus, I know you are there. Come down. He knew it was Peter's boat and said to Peter, Peter, I want you now to push your boat little into the deep and then lower your nets for a catch. Jesus doesn't say now, Peter, go and fish. He say, go fetch them because they belong to me. But that's another story for another day. Now, Peter here is, is telling Jesus, look, master, I have toiled. The whole night, this lake must be cursed. You know, if Peter belonged to the 21st century, who, be, who believe in curses so much that they want to use anointing oil for everything. They want to cast out demons on them from everything. And Peter could have said, you know, Jesus, maybe we need to use your name before we can try this. This lake is bad. 
But Peter said, Lord, I have sat here, I've listened to your word. I've listened to your teaching, and you teach not like what I've heard before. And I'm convinced because when you say so, I will do it. And, and, and Peter turned, uh, pushed the boat, lowered the net. Now, the very God who was saying to the fish, get away, get away. Now he says to the fish, you jump in. You jump in. The Bible says he caught so many fish that even the nets began to break. Try to imagine the net full in a lake that was fishless, full of fish. Peter couldn't pull them. He had to ask his friends, please come. They filled both boats. Peter had met the divine, had met the God Almighty. The Bible said he fell at the knees of Jesus. And he said, for the first time, Lord, I am a sinful man. Lord, I realize that you are the Almighty and I'm just an ordinary sinner. I tell you, my sisters and brothers, for me, that's the most important appointment ever for all of us. When we can realize that the Almighty God is the Holy God and we just sinners that need God's grace. Because as long as we don't realize that we need God's grace, we live in our own righteousness, we, realize, we think that we don't need God, we don't need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us, we don't need the grace of God. Peter realized that, hey, I am a Jew, but I come to a point to acknowledge, confess that I'm a sinner. I need your grace. He fell on his knees. And I love Jesus. Because when we come to the point where we break and realize that everything we do comes to nothing, God, we need you, he will not send us away. He says, I want you at this point, because then you know that I'm the Almighty. I'll, I'll cleanse you. I'll pick up your pieces. I'll put you together. I, I will make you a fisher of people. Peter, uh, I know that you are a sinner. I know that you need my grace. I will forgive you. Oh, I, I remember that night when I knelt down next to my bed and I said, God, here am I. I realize that I'm a sinner. I need your grace. I need you to forgive me. God did not be begin by counting, reminding me of all my sins, but God forgave me. When you come to him, when he convicts you, when you meet your appointment, he will not remind you of the bad things you have done, but all what he does, he forgives us. Forgives us even more than we can think. I can still remember my sins, but the Bible says he put them so far away from himself as east is far from the worst. I still remember my crooked ways, but he will not remind me of my crooked ways. He washes, he cleanses. Peter, you are forgiven. Peter, you've met your appointment, but 
The thing that Peter came here for is, Peter, remember, I want you to move on. And he, and he says, follow me. He gave Peter the sign. You see, the miracle of the fish was a sign that God is the Almighty. Peter, the Bible says here, yeah, him, James, and John, Andrew, they left those boats with their servants, with, their, with, with, with James's father, and they followed Jesus. They followed him. Let me say this. When God blesses us, we should not stop at the blessing and worship the blessing. When God gives you things, when God gives you the things that you've prayed for, when God blesses you, don't worship God's blessings. Worship the blesser. A mistake with many people is when God blesses them, they put the altar next to the blessing. There are folks who prayed for things. No, here, Pastor Dave, they don't do that. But back home, young people, young adults, they come to you, Pastor, pray for me. I need a faithful husband. I need a faithful wife. We pray and God answers the prayer. They go to honeymoon and never come back. They pray, God, God, I need, Pastor, pray for me. I need a vehicle because I need, and then they, then God gives them, a, then they use the vehicle to go and visit their cousins on Sunday when they ought to be at church. Don't use God's blessings to run away from God. When God blesses you, it's for the purpose that God wants you to serve. And, and, and Peter followed Jesus, followed him left everything, left the boat, left everything, and followed Jesus. Peter realized the secret that this blessing is here tomorrow, it's gone. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If I follow him, I'm going to see even greater things. And so he left everything, followed Jesus. He followed him because Peter, in this appointment, came to know that Jesus is the only one who is the only true God, the creator of our lives. And when you come to that conviction, my friend, you follow him through out of conviction, not out of head knowledge. You know him in your head. You know him in your heart. You can feel him in your blood. You feel Jesus is my life. And you can say it like Peter, Lord, if we go away from you, to whom shall we go? Because without you, we have no life. And when Peter realized that, he followed Jesus. And I want to say this morning, God has an appointment with you. God is saying to you, I want you to follow me. And I want to encourage myself and encourage all of us. Let us follow him. For sure, let us follow him. In these days and age where Christianity is challenged by all manner of things, when people are questioning everything, let us follow Jesus. 
When people are questioning whether is it true that he's going to come back someday, let us follow Jesus. When people are questioning whether our faith is genuine or we're just pretending, let us follow Jesus. Follow him because he is trustworthy. We go into the Easter time. We remember they took him to the cross, nailed him to the cross. He did not die of the pain. He did not die of bleeding, but he gave his life. Laid his life for us. At the exact time, he said, Father, into your hands, I give my spirit. He said, I can give my life and I can take it back. He's our savior. Let us follow him. Eh, he stayed on that grave only for the appointed time. Early Sunday morning, he rose from the dead. He is alive even today. When he rose from the dead, his assignment was not complete because on the right hand of the father, there was a throne that was empty. No one could sit on it. Neither Michael, the archangel, could sit on it. Neither the cherubims could sit on that throne. Only Jesus. And I want to say, as long as he's on that throne, you and I who believe in his name, all is well with our souls. He is sitting on the right hand of the Father, praying for us. As long as he sits on that throne, our salvation is guaranteed. As long as he sits on that throne, yes, we will remain God's children. And one day he's going to call us home. One day we're going to see him just as he is. He's going to appear in the sky. And every eye is going to see him. Even those who refuse him, they're going to see him. My Jesus, let us follow him. God bless you. Follow him even this morning. Know him as your Lord and Savior. This is an appointment that God has for us. Shall we bow and pray? Without you, Savior, Lord, we don't have life. Without you, Lord, we're nothing. Therefore, I pray this morning, bring us to the cross. May we know you, Savior of our lives. May we follow you. Even in these difficult days, we hold on unto you because we know, we know that you are alive and that God, one day you're going to appear. Help us, O oh God, to follow you every step of the way. In your name we pray. 